Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. So, I want to quickly pull out a couple of scriptures that I need you to keep up in mind. Our journey with God is a journey of sonship. But unfortunately for us, we're born into sin. We're born into a nature of sin, we're born into a nature of flesh, we're born into all of those things. And that nature is hard to unlearn it. So, if you're not careful, even when you've come into God, you are still playing the slave card. And you forget who you are, so think about it. At any point in time, the children of Israel mirror the journey of every believer from the world into the kingdom. So when they were stuck in the place of oppression, they were being beaten by Pharaoh. They were like orphans, they were like slaves. And for them, they had to work to end. Everything they had to do, they had to work to end it. That's what religion is, if you guys don't know. Religion is an invitation to perform. Religion is an invitation to try and keep up to certain rules and regulations so that it can be accepted by God. And that is not the gospel. The gospel is not you coming to keep up and perform to be accepted. The gospel is that first you're already accepted in God, now you have the grace to live it. And if you don't see it, you can't, you, you know, who said that thing? I think that's why I am. Who said it, guys? All the philosophers in the house. Yes, Curtis. I don't think he was Socrates. He was Socrates, somebody. Okay, yeah, but you know what he said? I think, therefore, um, that particular strand of revelation, whether or not it's revelation, broke something in the Enlightenment age. Suddenly, what we started to see was that people started to question the church, started to question institutions, they started to question governments. That particular strand of thinking was one of the major strands that drove the age of Enlightenment. And suddenly, people, you now start seeing even the Reformation was actually people breaking away from the law, realizing, no, this is what I'm seeing, it's not what the church is saying. And they start to build patterns and patterns. In the kingdom, it's the same thing. So just the way you think, therefore you are in several contexts. And Proverbs said, as a man thinking is out, so is he. Right? So at the end of the day, if God is trying to commit something into your hands, but you have no understanding, you already lost it. What is your sight? What is your lens? Yes, last time we spoke about mirror, today I'm talking about the lens. I'm talking about your, 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 your optics. Like, what are you seeing through? It's not what is in front of you sometimes that is the problem, it's the perspective, the eye with which you see. You see the world not as it is, but as we are. Your reality is a reflection of your lens. And if your lens of Christianity is one borrowed from fear, borrowed from dogmas and doctrines of people who have no understanding, who have brought religion and repackaged it and have put people back in chains, you will ever live on a treadmill trying to earn what God has given to you. No, go and pray on mountains and call down fire and see, see, there is no, the, the truth is, it's so painful that people are living out bondage when freedom is in Christ and they say they are in Christ. You cannot be in Christ, my friend, and be in bondage. You cannot be in Christ and be in bondage. It's impossible. The day you wake up and realize you're in bondage, you're trying to end, even your revelation of fighting and giving is a place to end favor. No, 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 you're already favored in him. You don't procure favor by what you give. You don't procure favor by your performance. Favor has already been declared to you as a gift. And when you grow in the revelation of who you are in God, these things are there. That's what I give in the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. So when you begin to conceptualize this thing outside the help of the Holy Spirit, you begin to try to perform. Because the Holy Spirit is the guide, is the help. Let's look at that scripture. Numbers. Numbers 13, verse 33. After 400 years or more in slavery, God decided to break that hold and put them out into a place of freedom. Now this journey was the toughest journey 
God dealt with in life. Trust me. And I think this, we keep saying it here over and over again. The Old Testament is a reflection of the new. It's a shadow. So everything you find in the Old Testament actually has a substance in the New Testament. And see, they went so this is let me give you context. God had promised them the land. He promised them, they had the prophecy, they had the promise, they were going to take the land, they were going to usurp this, they were going to usurp that. The end of slavery had come. They left Egypt without lifting a sword. They did not, they, they, won, they won the victory without the battle. I mean, God had to drown their enemies in the sea. God was at work, working for them. But that was a season in their lives. So when you get born again, the finished works of Christ, yes, I love it, you stay there. But like with everything you receive in Christ, don't you always think there is also a responsibility? And that responsibility is not works, it's not performance. The responsibility is about maturity. So God has pulled you out of Egypt and you're coming to the promised land, right? So now, this is the dynamics of battle has changed. Back in Egypt, God was the one fighting for them. But in this context, God was going to fight through them. But they cannot see what he was seeing with them. They always wanted him to be the Father Christmas, the candy shop. Lord, give me what I want. And they were trying to rationalize in their mind that God said, this is, I cannot do this. 400 years of slavery, their lens was broken. But when they were like orphans, they could not see. They went to see. Most, most, some people came and told Moses, let's send spies. Now, they said, I know God has given you a word concerning your life, that you're going to be a mighty man of God, a woman of God. But let's pause for a second and have a strategy. And they'll tell you about the strategy. Sometimes, if the strategy is not inspired by the Spirit, it will take you further away from the plan of God. Some of us have become too strategic for experience. We become too analytical. We're not called to analyze, we're called to intercede. So if on your own, every time analyzing the problem of Nigeria, Canada is calling for, somebody told me recently, my brother, please don't be bothered about Nigeria going to Canada. Canada is not getting food in any, any, any time soon. Canada is bigger than the US. In fact, if you pour Nigeria into Canada, there's still space for more. Yeah. And the guy was saying, guess where I don't food? Lagos don't food. Is there a road? Everyone with traffic, right? But at the end of the day, they went to spy the land and see what they said. We saw the Nephilim. They are the descendants of Anna come from Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we look the same to them. So guess what was playing out here? 400 years of slavery, God had fought for them. Now out of slavery, God was going to fight with them and through them, but they can't see what he's saying. Is it possible that God is coming to do great things? But you're like the, the guy who's see, like, the, you're seeing the Nephilim in entertainment, you're seeing the Nephilim in oil and gas. You're seeing the Nephilim in your life. And sometimes this Nephilim is even your struggles and addiction. You look at your addiction and like, how can I do this thing? This thing has been me for 10 years. And like, how can I let me, when I finish it, I'll come follow God. And you're trying to fix you before you come follow him, forgetting that he does the fixing. My brother, you're as broken as they come. You have no strength to fix yourself. The grace to even recognize that comes from He has to supply that grace to walk that journey. These guys could never see the promise. The promise was in front of them, yet they could never lay hold on it because their perspectives were warped. Right? The labor they had seen of themselves were grasshoppers. If you don't go and think about it, you're on the land and all you see are the challenges. Every day there are these men coming to this country and they see opportunities. Nigerians are like grasshoppers in their own arms. And people have seen the opportunities. We've seen this land eat their own. You are the answer to the land. You heal the land because you are a revival. Souls don't run, souls change. The dynamics of the city 
when it takes for God to change this country as sons, people understand who they are in Him and we're working, we're working accurate revelation of the seasons and the timings of the Father and understand the patterns of His restoration and transformation and you're able to accept that and deploy it on earth. So if you don't have that perspective, you will leave your life going back to Egypt. Guess how many people made it to the promised land? Twelve spies went to see the land. Only Caleb and Joshua were the two people who came back with the good report because they had a different spirit. And that different spirit allowed for them to work in it. You don't have that spirit. You know, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is in you. He's in you, my brother. But are you available? Are you availing yourself to that reality of the Holy Spirit working in you? What is the revelation you have concerning marriage? No, I, had an, I had a bit of an issue when we got married because my own image and perspective of marriage was different from my wife's. Now, the way I was raised, I was raised by my mom and plenty sisters. Right? There was always someone in the kitchen. There was always someone in the kitchen. I won't even lie, guys. I have not cooked a day in my life. No, honestly, there was never a reason to. So when I got into university, my other sister was my neighbor. Just at the time I was supposed to leave, my younger sister took over her room, my neighbor. So I remember coming back, if there is nothing, I go to Marcas. And I, so I live my life happily ever after. <laughs> now, that was an image that I had already received concerning marriage. My wife had a sort of different one. She had memories of father cooking on a Saturday morning, fine plantain. So one day she invited me, Mr. Jimmy is there a chance in your life that you would fry plantain and egg for the children? And I remember explaining to her that um, baby, the, 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 the call of a man. <laughs> when my mom was helping us choose career, it was a conversation. The first thing, you will have to study medicine. Any reason why? Doctors are good for you. They will not be hungry. And it was as though security and safety was the basis upon which they lived their lives. There was no concept of adventure. I remember my mom would want to start business and she said, This business, what if nobody buys? What if they buy? What if, and then you don't understand, but you have brought all these templates, right? At, I remember at 10, one of my friends was pointing to me, his father's girlfriend's house. In the world. So like that was my father's girlfriend. And we knew. Right? We knew at 10. This was River State Grade up. So you know, I, I, what is the guy supposed to follow from? At 10, he knew his father's girlfriend, and his father was supposed to be coded. Right? But somehow the mother knew and then had to let them in on the secrets, which we should all be careful of. Right? You know, sometimes when you find this broken home, people use the sweet children as a base or against each other. But it sort of started to eat that guy. So we grew up together. And I knew that at when we got into university, the guy was rapid. And he was so sad. Every day there were different girlfriends. In fact, at some point, if I'm making a call, I have to be careful not to use a different name. You know, I have to walk five aside because I don't have that presence of the mind. Right? So now we remembering events and 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 you know. Because sometimes I'm a bit careless. I'll just be like, hey, Alpha, um, I have very chemistry. And they're like, 
That's a man that comes with. Because I wasn't so great with the names. But I could just pick something like BS, BCH, or microbiology. And they might, those things are close. You understand? They're quite close. You say, they say no microbiology. I'm like, so I, I, you say, I, that's the way I am. And even when he became a Christian, right? Because I used to carry everybody to church. I saw him struggling still. The image had not changed. So confess all you want. You will dive back to your reference. Until you get the revelation that God can give you the grace of God. For, for fidelity. You will always be trying to walk around it. And it's so difficult. You know, it's hard. For guys who cheat, I don't know how to do it, but it's hard to cheat. Like, it's, I don't, it, you have to work at, at it. Right? I'm trying to put all these things together. Righteousness is peace. Yes. It's peace. Yes. But somehow they, they develop an appetite for this thing. And that appetite keeps coming. And pleasure begins. So you associate pleasure to these things. To transform a man first, you have to transform his imagination. And you have to transform his understanding of himself. And the only thing that can be a reference for us is Christ. I want to give you one scripture. I think it was Genesis 13. This was a very interesting case. You can read it when you go home because we don't have that much time. But at this time, Jacob had Jacob had gotten into a crisis with his business partner. You guys know his business partner, Uncle Levan. So Uncle Levan was his business partner. And Uncle Levan had a penchant for cheating. First of all, there was a seven-year deal. Jacob got his package opened it. It wasn't what he bought. I didn't say nothing. He went on for another seven years to pay for another buy one, get one free. And he was the man was so warped in his head that he traded his daughters as commodities. He used them as like Rachel is growing and um, uh, Leah is getting old. So Rachel, he, I, I mean, think about the man. Everything for him was pecuniary. He was looking at the lens, looking at world through the lens of money. All about the Benjamins. And guess what? He gets into a deal with Joseph. And Joseph says, Uncle, you know, just Jacob, sorry. Just give me the little, this spotted sparkle that's right. Just give me this once from the land of goats. I want this once. The man looked at him and said, mm, Okay, because when the fewer in the pack, they were the fewer breed. You know, they have different types. The other ones are maybe all black or all white or something like that. But Jacob said, Anyone that's a little spotted. I'll see, but Jacob was operating with the covenant of sonship even before sonship was activated. So God let him even a secret in a dream. In 31, we saw that he picked up something when he was praying. God said, the spotted in the season of breeding, the spotted, the sparkle, and the stripe is what you should focus on. He took that strategy. So all these people that see angry science, like there's no bio, there's no bioengineering. How can spotted produce? Like there is no, it doesn't add up for them. A covenant that is superior than genesis, uh, genetics was planned. And, and, and even have you said God gave me an answer for some of those my friends. I have all these friends who dealt badly with inconsistencies. You look for why the Bible is not adding up. And then they confirm are you free? <laughs> and God warned me one day, Freddy, please, you're taking on it. No, you cannot argue people into revelation. They, they are just for they, they're not interested in your answers. No. They are waiting online like I'm, 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 I understand why you're headed. Right? So but at the end of the day, Jacob, you know what Levan did that morning? Levan woke up, told the sons, everything spotted, spotted or striped, take them, hey, run away. So he, he gave Jacob no seed. So when Jacob woke up in the morning, there was no spotted stripe or spotted. Three days after, the boys had the sons had gone far. Jacob had to walk with what he did. And 
He remembered his revelation. He had to create from stalks. He made the patterns, spotted stripes, and put them where they were breeding, by the waterside and wherever they were breeding, for the strong ones. And when the strong ones came, he would put it. When the wind was left, and when they give birth, suddenly they give birth, not after their nature, but after the nature of the ones that had gone ahead. And you know, there's something called recessive genes. And this was what God left me in on. That this was recessive. The Jacob has spoken to something. So, so the recessive genes, when they meet, they produce. So Laban came one day, and Laban was shocked because his strategy had failed. Jacob had completed him. Why? Because he had access to the covenant and he had access to the, to the Father. You cannot joke with intimacy when you're trying to build anything because you're building with Him. Sons have partnership with help with heaven. So you are not running off from your own. And I will say here, there are always trade secrets in the city place. There are trademarks that people have not accessed. Men are only picking up things that God had invented long before they got there. So when we pay attention and follow the Spirit, there's a Spirit in man and inspiration of the Almighty. He will inspire the right ideas and inspire things. Now, sometimes when you go through seasons of your life, when you come to a point where you feel you're broke, it's because I feel that there's a season of response that every son must pay attention to. So those seasons of response, if God is calling you to start something, linger no further. If you become a pillar of salt, that season of response, if it's calling you to start, if you don't start, you'll be broke. You wake up one day, your cruise of oil has failed. And you're asking God, why did my cruise of oil cease? Because you broke a few vessels. And when it was time to pour, like the second vessel, your faith could not carry. So you need faith in the season that we are in, in this life. Souls built by faith. Because they're not operating under the patterns of their fathers. They're operating under the fathers and patterns that God is revealing to them. So if you talk, what, what did Elijah tell the widow? Borrow not a few vessels. And you don't borrow and borrow, and then the last vessel is stopped flowing. So my point is, if you come to the point where you're building anything, right, and you don't have that stretch of faith, in Lagos they say, fake it till you make it. But in the kingdom, souls fake it till they make it. So when we call to fake it, we fake it, we stand in faith. We believe and we know the promises of God, we confess our promises, we see it. So faith was talking about that as the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And if you don't can't see, you can't assess. As you see, it becomes. You behold, you become. The reality of our Christian life is that we are still struggling with a lot of addiction because we put too much Netflix in front of us. We have been binging on it, and that Netflix is producing lust in you, and you are still confessing, Father, help me, Lord. No, wake up! You must go and fast from suspicion of the world. I know that they are hitting you serious. The point is, it doesn't seem like they are going to pause. They are on a race for content. In fact, they were in Nigeria, they have been looking for some of the African literature. And one of them, they came, they came to our studio, they were asking us if we had the rights to the concubine. And I'm thinking, concubine, that was the one, she, uh, the men were dying. So that she had a spirit husband. Of all the stories to make in Africa, it's that side. You understand? It's that one. I mean, where are we? You should create something. Someone should tell you stories that can give insight to the father's workings on earth. So, we have a responsibility. And in this church, we are called to what we call cultural evangelism. Right? So, you may not find me in a bus holding a megaphone. I would love to do that sometime. But I'm not called. I know what I'm called for. I'm called to sit down, right? And craft a story. As you watch it, you give a better person. Right? It's no less effective. And it's no less important because it's less stressful. We understand the truth of evangelism in the first century. The message doesn't change, the method should. 
So, but the method has to change. So, there's cultural evangelism, and we have the tools, of, of, we have media, we have technology. So, we cannot use media as a place where only you people follow you when you look at them like the Lord of God. Like, so, and you know, all your tweets and your reposts is actually something. There's a right in you that must show forth in your tweets, there's a right in you that must show forth in your posts, except the right is not there. If it's not there, you cannot pretend that you cannot give what you don't have. So long as you have experienced and tasted of him and you know your father, you feel you have that work, he will speak to you. You're showing somebody, enter. This one, speak. So, you know, some days you're going to, you just go to Instagram, people have commented. Some days I go there to scan the land. <laughs> I don't follow them, but I, I go there. And I scan them, and I was like, there was one, do you see a policeman beating mercilessly by security? And people are commenting, ah, that was such a strong group. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Lord, where are thou? Like, I'm asking myself, what are we supposed to do? Guess what? There is no alternative for most places. So, what are we supposed to just sort of exist or we meant to really enter there and become salt and light? We're wasting this life. It wasn't just metaphor, it was a reality. You're salt of the earth, you're the light of the world. Sonship is what it is. Except you don't have the perspective of your father. But the first breakthrough to changing your labor is see yourself with your father sees you. God has never been confused about who you are. Now you get the confusion. God has, he has no identity crisis with respect to man. Man has been the one with identity crisis. And every day you realize, trust me, I can give you one example in the Bible. Moses, Moses was a man who had to deal with severe identity crisis. How possible can you think about it? Born by an Israelite, raised as an Egyptian. So today you wake up and realize, my mommy is Igbo, my dad is Yoruba, so I'm half Igbo, I'm half Yoruba. My name is Uche, my name is um, Ayo, so it's Uche, Ayo, Ayo Uche, you understand? Um, yeah, and you know, I enjoy that this thing, but that's just an example. But his own was not that tidy, right? His own was that the Israelites cannot eat from the table with the Egyptian. So half himself could not stand half himself. Like, the, the one side of him was actually a slave, the other side was a priest. So today, if, if you dated such a people, you see that you dated an identity crisis. <laughs> today they're like, I, I can handle all things, like, what do you want to buy? I, I, I can sort the priest is speaking. The next day, you follow them shopping and you pick them up, sister, there's a budget. The offer and the safe part has kicked in. So, but he was as simple as this, you know, that was, he, the, what happened to him was, it took him 40 years, right? 40 years in the wilderness to sufficiently confirm the reality that he was neither a slave nor a priest, he was called out to call others. But God had to set a bush on fire without the Jewish one to, to get his attention. That was how buried he was. But you know what? He said when Moses came of age, he forfeited the, the trappings of Pharaoh's palace. So, of course, we are so, so in love with the, deep, with the delicacies of the world. And you, at some point, you will need to cost you something, sacrifice. You have to, God is calling you to fast, to pray away, but you are so alive in your flesh. And it's not the flesh that is the body of Christ, it's the flesh that is of the nature of sin. You are so alive in that. So, if he didn't understand the purpose of God and chose against the, the trappings of Egypt, think about Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They called you to, the book of invited you, and you had everything to eat. Half your tribe were eating and drinking water and eating leaves. And the king said, you have been chosen and failed. Come to the table of mercy and enjoy. And they called them, you know they told, they told the king, oh king, we're sorry, you rather not 
food. You want give us water and leaves. They chose to eat like any vegetarians. They chose to be veggie. Right? And while they are choosing this, when you look on the table, you find all these things. They have nice, they have nice meal. And I'm, I can guarantee you, Nebuchadnezzar, this was not just another king, guys. Let's 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 give you a picture. This at this time Babylon was a war power. It was as it was as though you were in the White House. Donald myself. You were in the White House. Yeah. And that was what it was. It was like the, this was the seat of power. And yet they chose against the JDKC. They said, no, we would rather eat on this one. And, and guess what? God made an example for them. They prospered. If you're presented a choice and God is telling you, please don't feed from the table of, of Nebuchadnezzar. Some people wake up one night and say, that's what the Lord. They will tell themselves, you know how we have worked so hard to get this far? The Lord has promised me this is the flourishing of the Lord. This is the season. You will use scripture to consecrate scripture. Even if you give God a scripture in Mount Sinai, when God has brought you to Calvary, and he said, Lord, I want to do the dying. God was like, no, I died once and for all. You are, you are dead already. He said, I want to be buried. You are already buried in me. So, you, are, you already see that. And at the end of the day, you get into this place where your, your Christianity is all ineffective. Because if religion is not there, complexity is there, and you're not picking the promptings and the signals of the Spirit. Is it calling you to fast? Go on and fast. Is it calling you to pray? Go on and pray. Oh God, is it calling you to... See, white people came here to do evangelism in Africa. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, these guys, their love for God, left the confines of their place, they went to go to work. So in those places, there are no rules. You have to climb camera, right? And you have to live with that because they were passionate to share the love and the faith. What did they do us when we do? What did they do us? You understand? We there is something missing in the diet of Christianity in this country. Any diet of Christianity that is self-serving, all you want to do is take more from God and build a bigger house, drive a finer car, and then live happily ever after. It's insufficient. It's not what we call it's too mundane. It's such a mediocre goal. You're far too easily satisfied. If the trappings of this world can satisfy you, you don't know him. Let the power of the Lord propel you to seek him. Take on journeys. Go places. Go to Sikh Kansamisa. Let's be called. Like, I'm, I'm saying that I've never seen a Nigerian called to Samisa. Have you gone to the same people there? What about me? I know my call. I'm not confused about that. No, but, but guys, see. You know, I'm already in my core. What about you? <laughs> so, we, we even, even I did, so, so one, one pastor from the north, the guy was so bitter, he was, he was complaining to me that friends, some pastors came from Lagos. So there are about 2,000 families displaced in camp. Right, we were even trying to raise clothes. The guy was saying that she said bed. So it's on mattress. Mattress. I tried to do the mathematics. Mattress was like 25 kilos, something like that. Mattress like, these things have gone up. They've gone up. Such inflation. So at the end of the day, the, the man said that some pastors came all the way from Lagos, the fire suits came with an IDP camp. Then their own church, just like us, 500 people, they bought, um, they had bought about 200 mattresses. The pastor that came from Lagos, a much bigger church, a much bigger church, came with about 15 bags of rice. And 20 mattresses. And he said, and they were taking nice pictures. Of you. Okay, adjust this. 
my papa said, my mom is And he was from the ground. And he kept saying, this church in the south, somehow, somewhere along the line, we made it about other things to go. If we can't care for the church in the north, if we can't care for our next door neighbor, we are only going to say to him. It's not God that's against an end. God is not tired of being used by you. Are you not tired of using me? Are you not tired? What are you looking for? But what are you looking for? So you're there to take up the best of him, but what about your life? He's calling you to be more, and the only place where you can truly be satisfied and live out the sameness of your purpose is in him. But someone wants to take a wrong. He does not, that's actually the spirit of an orphan. Orphans don't know how to dwell because they know you fathered. You are meant to stay with him, stay there, stay there, don't just take and run. It's not about your preferences, it's not about, okay, this is how we do it. You're looking for a church that will take that to be one tribe, right? If you're looking for a church that will see you somewhere you like, pet you and papa you, you are brought into a lie. Because there's a place of maturity and responsibility. And you can't remain a child, you can't constantly begin to seek your own. There's a bigger call, there's a higher call. Sonship. In this age of sonship, you have to be able to exit from your small vision. Submit your ambition to him. It's not about your ambition, it's about his vision for your life. Right? And that alignment has to be there. The vision is too small. It's too small. Let's have a pray. I don't know what the journeys have been for you. Right? I really don't know what it has been for you, but I really want us to reflect over our lives. Where have we lost a passion for Him? Where have we bought into the fear and the anxieties about life and we're failing or we're losing something? The labels you put on yourself, the others have put on you. I think it's time to take those labels out. Those labels have become a limitation even to your mind. And if you want to work with God and express Him in the fullness, these labels have to come up. I also picked up over here that you know, we need to pray for a measure of emotional healing. Emotional healing in a way that is so, it's giving deeply, deeply blood and thoughts. And somewhere along the line, those wounds and scars have become a ladder. You clutch and you carry them with you. You hold them every night and you wake up again in the morning. You need that thing to be a motivation for you. Your stepmom is not a problem. Don't forget their space. People did and said what they did because they had no understanding. Even if your father failed you, you didn't know any calls. You didn't know any better. But that cannot be your definition of life. Even if somebody did something to betray you, for forgiveness. This land will heal. This nation will find revival when sons learn to forgive. We are just one forgiveness away from seeing the move of God. We are just one forgiveness away. As a community, as a country, we need to forgive each other. The answer man needs to forgive the evil man. The evil man needs to forgive the other man. Our parents have lived and internalized that of forgiveness. Somehow, that's all we see. Country, ethnicity, tribalism, 
what was meant to be a gift became a cost. Diversity that we now have, when we should celebrate the joy of diversity, has now become a cost and tribalism. Father, we pray for the Lord. He wants to pray with you. Are you deeply sure that you need to walk through this grace for forgiveness and healing? And come into wholeness, let the way God that has deleted you fall off your heart. When you can see the way God sees you and you can embrace the fullness of yourself as a son, called and equipped by his spirit to live out in a new reality of his life. You are not lacking in anything, you have him. And his food in you is complete in you. Stand on your feet and let's pray with you. The journey to healing begins with a step. That journey to healing always, always will begin with a statue. Abba, we just open our wounds. I do have my wounds, trust me. And I find some every day that I'm still sort of realizing. I thought I dealt with you, you're still here. Push you to the surface and let him take charge and take hold. Can we go to them and just pray with them? Hold their hands and pray for hope, pray for healing, pray for restoration. Pray that God, Father, this one that are taking a step to receive healing, to see, receive wholeness, begin your healing today, Lord. Begin your restoration. tribelagos.com 
or email us at hello at the tribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.